0: Welcome back to a super fantasy football show. I'm John, your host. Week 11 is in the books. The playoff race is on. It's down to four teams because one's already guaranteed a spot. And we're gonna talk about all that plus some different fantasy football rules. And of course, we're gonna make some picks. And now let's get to our guests. I believe in the last episode, this guy had a 1% chance of making the playoffs, which has unfortunately fallen to zero since then. But what he lacks in playoff potential you more than makes up for in, in the being a dad category, you guessed it, we have Soup Can's owner, Matt DiDiano, joining us today. Matt, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm great. Thank you for that great intro. I, I love that right now my potential has been likened to just a basic biological function. That's about all I bring to this league at this point in time.
0: You know, you're you're one of two in the league so far that's that's become a dad, though, so, you know, huh? that's pretty incredible, and you're more dad than anyone else, so you have yeah, two. I'm... I'm-
1: very happy about it. Yeah. My team sucks, but my jizz is not dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. See? So there's a uh silver lining to every cloud. Yes, uh, true. But yes, yeah, give us a life update. How's everything going? You got two kids, you got a new house?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh did I did we have a did we have our son the last time I was on the show?
0: Yeah, uh, no. No, you didn't actually. That's crazy. Wow.
1: That, that, so that was about the first week we were in our house um what's the life update yeah i have a son uh
0: jimmy d2 um
1: that's pretty much it man just trying to get through work and and make make the new house uh, a home
0: yeah How, how's that how's that coming unpacking is my least favorite part of moving
1: it's okay we didn't have a choice but to unpack quick because we moved in five days before we had the baby mm-hmm. um so no i think that that all worked out in the end we're pretty stoked
0: yeah that is that is pretty good incentive to get that ball rolling Sure is. I was bummed I missed the uh, the the get together <laughs> while I was in Africa, but it was it seemed like a good time.
1: Yeah, it's all good. I'm sure we'll have more. Maybe when the weather gets a little nicer. I'm always like I'm always wondering how how pissed off people are going to be if I ask them to come to Green Tree. So for those of you who made it, thank you, uh, John. No no uh, no harm done. You were literally on another continent. So
0: well, next time I will be there, and I I never have a problem going to Green Tree. It's uh, it's, it's not that far for me. So, looking forward. Green to tree out there John oh, Green yeah. tree loves John Dillard. Green tree loves John Dillard. There we go. Love it. All right. Awesome. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's get into last week's games to start. Uh, we'll we'll start with the soup cans versus the technical fouls. Diddy, what what happened in this game?
1: Yeah. So I was taking a look at it, and if my count is correct, um nine either six or seven of the technical fouls outperformed their annual average this week and nearly every one of the soup cans went under and you know what john i hate to say it i'm living in a world where the moon isn't made of cheese the good guys rarely win and daniel jones can outscore lamar jackson that's what happened my friends that's what happened you think you're gonna have a good week with the fifth-ranked defense scoring ten? Boom! Baltimore puts up sixteen on you. Seventeen points from McPherson, the kicker. I, I mean, it was just—it was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. I'm happy for the technical fouls; it brings us to an even record. But you know, that's just a kick in the pants.
0: Yeah, that one—that one was a rough one, especially like you said, getting what 33 points total out of your, out of the defense and the kicker. That's that's going to be pretty rough. That's going to be tough to beat sometimes. Um. Yeah, not not much to add there, but tied for tied for last place at this point, but I think the point differential uh I think you're you're pretty solidly in the lead on that one. Chez only has 1016 points total and you have uh 1102 points total. So pretty solidly there.
1: Yeah, what um if I could ask and forgive me, I've been in the league for all of two, this will be my third season. Do we have a punishment for last place here?
0: Uh, the punishment is that you have to take the winner out for dinner.
1: Ah, well, if that's the worst I got it, then then I'd love to take some of you lovely gentlemen out to dinner. And actually, you know what? Speaking of lovely gentlemen, John, can I make a shout out?
0: Oh, please. Never
1: in my life did I think that, that I would have fans. And I know they're, they're fans collectively of all of us, but big shout out to Steve and Dave. Uh, loyal listeners avid posters and reposters of podcast content uh just happy to have you guys Ho- hope you hear this and i hope you're doing well
0: yeah absolutely shout out to them all right uh let, let's get into the next game uh we'll go to the iron city ollie fonts versus for power and vitality not my best performance in this game thanks to Kadarius shit the bed tony but i got away <laughs> with it with this one um but I, i'd say this one is more about uh, for power and vitality kind of kind of blowing it um, more than the Oliphant's having a great performance. So minus John Taylor for power and vitalities, running backs, receivers, and tight ends only put up 34 points. And that's not going to get you a W in this league most times. Uh, the, the I th- think the only saving grace is that basically all of his players were on by or injured. He only had one player on his bench that was active. So, uh, you know, hope is not lost for Eric yet but that was that was a rough loss and now he's a little bit uh he's well he's not behind the eight ball but he's he's got to pull off a couple wins if he wants to make the playoffs
1: yeah yeah it's uh I'd say it's probably hard having Brees on your bench at this point though he's not coming back I question the decision to keep him maybe picking up someone off waivers or trade would have been the way to go but uh at the same time not too many points on his bench even just just a low scoring week and a, a Actually, it looks like he has got four or five folks on bye.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of byes. And then Juju was out with concussion, I think. And yep. Kyler Murray uh, was, I don't know, one some part of his little body was hurt. But, uh, yeah, he needs to, uh, I think he needs to win the next couple of weeks if he wants to make the playoffs or have David lose the next couple of weeks also. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But then next up, we had the Running Fools versus Denny Irvine's Gatorade. Obviously, Denny Irvine's uh, continued their dominant streak with a 156.5 points, a massive victory. But I will say the Running Fools left a lot on the bench. And I went through and I calculated what he could have gotten, like if he had started all of his best oh, players. Good. Could yep. have gotten up to a 139.5, which is still not... You know, he still would have lost, but that's a that's a huge difference versus the what eighty eighty three 83 that he put up mm-hmm. so a lot of potential there for the running fools
1: yeah i think it uh the good thing is that at least in one of his his matchups right putting fields versus hurts on the on the field uh mm-hmm. not too much of a mismatch there but i'm definitely hearing what you're saying i mean seeing 33 points from paul is ridiculous
0: yeah he was he was texting me about it and he was trying to decide whether to start Pollard or Najee in the flex. Uh, obviously, Najee had a hell of a game too. Um, but, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see, and I think I have it up in one of my other tabs. But uh, if Tony Pollard can can crack that starting lineup, even with Zeke back last week, he you know put up 33. So um, I know Brian's hoping to play spoiler for a couple people. Yep, yep. And then uh, next up, we'll go to the One-Faced Wonders versus the Real Americans. Uh, Randy lost this game 107-94, to but if he had started George Kittle in the tight end spot instead of Mark Andrews, we would have had another tie. He would have gotten exactly 107, so that would have been fucking hilarious, but (laughs) didn't, didn't have the stems to start him
1: now well hey you know what he's had a lot of stones for the remainder of the season uh i I think he's in a good spot
0: he's in a pretty good spot he's he's got to get some wins or uh at least not lose this week to brian but uh yeah he's he's in a pretty good spot and david's team was also riddled with buys and still was able to pull out the w so that's that's got to feel pretty good for him too
1: yep agreed agreed i'd trade with either one of them that's for sure
0: yeah (laughs) All right, well, let's let's get into the League Pulse now. So uh, we'll, we'll go to the standings first. Uh, in first place, we have Denny Irvine's Gatorade, 8-2-1. Second place, Iron City Oliphants moves up to second at 7-4. And, and then third place, Real American, 6-4-1. Uh, kind of tied for fourth, the One Face Wonders and for Power and Vitality are both 6-5. And, and then followed by the Running Fools and soup cans, and then technical fouls, wrapping it up. Uh, the Wonders have this slight point advantage. They have 1,163 uh, 1, to Eric's 1,145. So what is that, like 18 points? Something like that. that. Yeah. Yep. So a pretty pretty close one there for the last playoff spot.
1: Yeah, it's good. it's definitely going to be a competition. Um, I don't know if I. Do you have an opinion on who you'd like to see in that slot?
0: Oh man. Well, it's well, yeah. Let, let's let's get into the playoff scenarios a little bit here because uh, it is it is pretty interesting. Um, Tom is the only one who's guaranteed a playoff spot right now. Wow. Uh, and I'm essentially guaranteed one. I have ninety nine percent chance. Now, and that 1% is if David wins both of his games and I lose one and David outscores me by like 157 points. So i <laughs> uh, feeling pretty confident that I'll at least make the playoffs, but the seeding is a little questionable there. But, man, I, I would not want to be the fourth seed and playing Denny Irvine's Gatorade in the, in the first matchup. He's, he's looking pretty solid
1: absolutely dominant in his last week's performance I don't know how you come off with that come off of that without some steam
0: yeah he's he's looking pretty scary and he's uh taken over the point the uh the total point crown which i'm furious about <laughs> he's beating me by um like 30 35 and a half I think so hasn't hasn't completely run away with it. But um, this is the first time in like, I don't know, since like week two or something that I haven't been in the first place spot for the point total, which is infuriating to me.
1: I mean, where did he come from? Did, did, did he draft off paper this year?
0: I I feel like he usually does. I think he, like he's I, one of those.
1: I just remember multiple people laughing at him at the draft because of his paper system Yeah, uh, and constantly asking, uh, oh, he, he was picked? I didn't know he was picked. Well use a computer, Tom, but no one's laughing now, so I guess I don't have shit to say to you. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, he's he's been on fire. He's made some pretty good trades too. I think the Derrick Henry trade has been massive for him. Um and yeah, yeah, he's he's a lock for the number one uh well he's he's locked for the playoffs. He's essentially a lock for the number one overall seed. The only way he could lose that is if he loses his last two games, but as we'll get to later, his last game is against the Soup Cans, who, um, I don't know, maybe haven't always been the best opponent um, this year. It's a bit, bit of a rebuilding the year, I would say, for the Soup Cans. Would you agree?
1: Uh, you know what? It's funny. I was forecasted at seventh place after the draft, um, and – to be honest, midway through the season, I still didn't even think that that was that was very likely. I thought I'd be towards the top of the pack, uh, but you have some injuries, you have some critical bye weeks where you lose, and uh, here we are. So all I can say is that I have uh, I have played my hand for a couple of draft picks next year, so mm-hmm. it, it is inadvertently turned into a building year.
0: Yeah, well, and you got up to such a hard <clears throat> excuse me, such a hot start too. So it was it was surprising to see you fall but then lamar jackson just kind of not quite shitting the bed but falling back down to earth a bit I think yeah really hurt your team
1: yeah i didn't do the math but i mean the first you know few games he's averaging you know what he had two 40 point games back to back and then mm-hmm. sitting at this point in the season i think he's averaging 20 so significant downturn i think in his performance over the course of the season and you can't rely on one player this is what happens when you do
0: right yeah absolutely So
1: Um, I've had, I've had them for three years. It might be, might be the year to take Lamar off the keepers list.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, do you have a, you don't have to commit to anyone right now, but do you have any ideas of who your keepers would be?
1: Let me, uh, let me take a look at the old roster here. Um, I think I need to focus a little bit more in the, the receiving and, and running back core, which probably any veteran of fantasy football would tell you, but third year in, I'm still learning some things. Um, if I'm taking a look at my actual roster, man, it's hard to take a look at the roster and keep anybody who's not hurt. Man, I, you mm-hmm. know what? I I don't know how much of a factor not having keepers hurt me this year. Uh, probably more than I know and understand. But mm-hmm. looking at my lineup, I, I mean, these these folks are all dispensable for me. I'm, I'm not attached to any of them.
0: Well, you got Debo. I think that's a that's a pretty solid one
1: well you know what taking it back maybe taking a look at how uh pacheco who was a late season pickup for mm-hmm. me yeah is working i think i would probably keep him
0: yeah i think and he's he's a rookie i believe too so yeah pretty, so hopefully
1: he's got some years
0: yeah he's hopefully pretty promising and it seems like anyone with the chiefs should be amazing so but yeah
1: i mean among them debo's solid uh pacheco is someone i would probably keep and I mean, Lockett's been playing well. Is he in keeper territory for me? Probably not. Do I keep Lamar Jackson again? I I don't know. Maybe so someone can't have
0: him. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think he might end up going with Lamar again, but yeah, Tyler Lockett, that's that's a decent option too. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah. He's doing great with Geno.
1: I don't know how many years he has in the league.
0: And I feel like he has like a thousand, but I Yeah, I know. have such a bad gauge of that.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, back to the playoffs, which I have no business speaking about. I don't want to detract <laughs> from that too much.
0: Yeah, let's let's get into the playoff scenarios a little bit more. So, one one very interesting scenario I found is that if Randy were to lose against the Running Fools, if if that were to happen, and other games go how we kind of expect them to go, so if um, for power and vitality and the One Face Wonders both win then that would drop Randy down to the fifth spot. So he would be on the outside looking in, and that means that his season would come down to a Week 13 matchup against the currently second-place Iron City Oliphants to make the playoffs. So he's, I think he really needs to win this week.
1: Yeah, it's. Um, I feel like he's been more dominant than his record shows. It's funny. I, and again, we broke down on other podcasts and conversations about the curse of the podcast. I'm sorry to even mm-hmm. mention it. No, I'm probably fine. saltier than most. Um, <laughs> however, we found the correlation between the people who did the podcast and then played Randy that week. Uh, undeniable. So I thought. I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't paying attention to his record. He dipped a little lower than I expected.
0: Yeah, he's he's on a bit of a losing streak. I think three in a row now. He's dropped. Um, and yeah, I, I think the past couple of weeks. Let me pull it up. Yeah, 94 this past week. Um 91 the week before and 87 the week before that. So, yep. you know, just a bit of a slump, but um definitely can't can't count him out cuz he's been before that was putting up pretty solid numbers too. So, um yeah, should should be pretty interesting. Especially I I kind of hope he loses this week just to see how things go, but we'll see. We'll see. And then uh, another another example or a scenario is if Randy wins against the Running Fools, the race essentially then comes down to the Wonders and for power and vitality. Because like I said, I have a pretty large uh, margin of point differential on those two teams. So uh, it's unlikely that both of them could make it. And if even if I lose this week to Denny Irvine, that would drop me down to third place at seven and five. And then assuming for power and vitality and the wonders both win, we'd have a three-way tie at seven and five. And then, but then they play each other on in the last week. So one of them is guaranteed a loss. So um, yeah, could be could be pretty interesting to see which of those two can can pull it out. Yep,
1: yep. Agree there.
0: All right, and then uh so that's that's the league pulse. And then I wanted to start looking to next year a little bit and talk about some potential, not potential changes really, but just some some league rules that I've heard about in different podcasts and talking to people that just kind of piqued my interest. And I don't think they'd all uh, apply to our league, but I wanted to run some of these ideas by Diddy. you, Diddy. You, you game for that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Right on. Alright, so the first one and maybe my favorite one, uh the rule is that you have to shotgun a beer every time a player in your lineup gets a goose egg. What do you think about that one?
1: I love it. Now let me let me ask, are these all newly proposed rules or are any of these in existence? These are all new?
0: These are all okay. these are all uh things I've heard about in other people's leagues.
1: Okay, okay. I like the rule and I like it. Two reasons. Number one, at 30, it's more of a punishment than an enjoyment. Yeah. But also, how often are people putting up zeros on the board, right? It rarely happens, but when it does, right, there's some, some punishment that goes along with it. I, I like it. I like it. I don't know how we document the proof that it occurred, maybe with the honor system, but I like the rule at its core.
0: I think I think you got to do a video uh, self-timer or something. Um, yep. And yeah, I I think it's like maybe once a week that this happens so and you know it would be funny <laughs> what
1: if if at a set time every week similar to like the trade deadline you had to be if you had a goose egg the person shotgunning these beers on video and it doesn't matter what you have to do you got a work meeting in an hour you shotgun the beer you're at a wedding <laughs> giving the best man speech you shotgun the beer yeah the show goes on <laughs> i
0: love that. like the uh are you on be real that that app
1: <laughs> I'm not but I, I know the connection.
0: You get the concept, yeah. that yeah, be Yeah, that's funny. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I I think that'd be a fun one. Um yeah. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in, in voting for that one, but I vote say. yes. All right. And then all right, so let's go to the next one. This one. This one would be a drastic change. So this is called this is called the Guillotine League. So everyone and there's in this particular league there were 16 teams every single person auto drafts and then they have uh like two hundred dollars of auction money for for the the free agent market and i don't know if that's like real money or just like you know the espn money but regardless and then every week the team with the least points gets dropped from the league and their whole roster goes to waivers and then teams can pick off players from their roster. So it's a drastic change from, you know, a more traditional league. But I thought that was pretty interesting.
1: It's I feel like the league would require a lot more thought. Like that's Mm -hmm. almost like for like the hardcore fantasy heads, a supplementary league, right? Instead of playing in three or four or five, I could see someone being in their serious league and then a guillotine league. But I mean, that's extreme.
0: Yeah. It, I don't. I don't think we would ever make this change in our league, because we like. Yeah, like you said, we're more of a traditional league, but could be pretty interesting. Because especially, you know, if if all the players are going to waiver, then the teams that like weren't doing so well get like first dibs on those players. So I feel like things could like flip flop pretty quickly on that one. I don't know. That that might be interesting to come up with a a, a super. Friends part two league or something where we do that one.
1: I agree. Something to think about.
0: Yeah. All right. And then this next one uh, is called the tank prevention slash sucking tax. And that charges every owner or that charges an owner $5 every week. Their team doesn't put up X amount of points, like 75 points or so. And then only, only charge the teams. That lose that week so Mm -hmm. you have to put up less than 75 and lose you got to pay the loser tax the loser tax yeah. i don't mind it it's uh yeah i
1: don't know i've never really thought about extra money in the pool Mm -hmm. you know outside of your your initial fee it's it's an interesting concept
0: yeah and yeah so i think i don't remember where i heard about this one but i i came up with some some other twists on it. So, because it doesn't quite seem fair to just punish teams for losing because, you know, teams in our league have scored less than 75 points in a given week. And they're, you know, they, they might not be trying to win the league this year, but they're not, you know, completely phoning it in. So I thought it might be interesting if we do that one, do the sucking tax, then we also do the showboat tax. And every time a team puts up over, like, 135, they also have to pay five bucks. And then at the end of the year, that five bucks goes into the the pot for the point total leader. So if you put up 135 points, you got to pay the tax, but you might be getting that money right back at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I like that. The way you explained it sounds a little bit better to me. I I have to even things among- out. Yeah, agreed. Uh, among the, the ones that you proposed, this is probably my least favorite, transparently, but it mm. sounds better the way you spun it.
0: Alright, cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I am fully on board with that one either, but I thought, I thought it was interesting. And then, well, I gotta be honest, this last one, I was gonna have Randy talk about it. It's called Group Ownership, and that's all I've written down about it, so not 100% sure what that means, what Randy was thinking on that one, but uh, group ownership. What do you think about that, Matt? Uh, two words could mean
1: something. Could mean something else. we we'll uh, maybe get an update next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll ask about that one. I don't, I don't quite remember the details, but <laughs> anyway. All right, cool. Well, that was great. Maybe we can uh, propose some of the maybe maybe the shotgun <laughs> one. will have Commissioner Glancy add that one to the uh, a poll next year or something like that.
1: I think yeah, that was I my like favorite. That. I like that. Cool. Actually, uh, you know, one thing I was looking at, we were talking about the league pulse, we jumped into the rules, um, but I was looking at the standings from years previous. Uh, two things. As I inherited a team, I did not, I didn't understand my, my predecessor's name was Team Sit on My Balls. So we uh, <laughs> have to acknowledge that as being extremely funny. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought I had this great track record I've also had another last fa- uh, last place finish in this league. Didn't even really? realize it. Well, it's 2020. It's like the year that no one wanted to remember in that oh, goofy yeah. season. Um, so, you know what? Amidst all this, I realized I owe uh, Sir Eric Goldman a dinner.
0: Oh wow, man! I didn't. Well, I, I don't know when that that rule might not have been in effect in 2020. I don't. I don't quite remember when that one came about. But
1: well, Eric, this is me asking you out on a date before you're a double dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta gotta get that in soon. He's like, got a um, another month of just being a single dad.
1: Well, tell Liv tell Lib to squeeze, and uh, Rick, you and I can go have a nice dinner somewhere.
0: <laughs> there you go. I love that. That sounds fun. All right, cool. Well, let's let's get into next week's games. Um, make some predictions. Let's see here. Where's my pick record? I'm. I went three and one last week, and. I'm um, 24, 19, and one on the season, so hanging above 500. I'm thrilled about that. And Ches went three and one last week. Um, one one of uh, well, yeah, he, he did very well. He went 0 and four his first time up. So shout out. What are you Chess.
1: referring to right now in terms of uh,
0: what oh, are you talking about right now? I keep track of uh, my predictions each week.
1: Oh, 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 gotcha, yep. gotcha. Uh, yep, nope, that's great. I think I did very poorly in my projections last time, so looking to improve upon it.
0: Uh, you, you did two and two, not bad. But, yeah, room to improve for sure. Yep. Cool. All right, well, let's start off with the first game, which is Denny Irvine's Gatorade versus the Iron City Oliphants. Uh, Tom called this one the game of the week. Which is very humble of him to pick his own game for that designation. Uh, and Brian says this game doesn't matter because we're both essentially already in the playoffs. But uh, I'm I'm after a better seeding, so I really need this one. And I really want to be the points king at the end of the year. So really hoping I can do that. Uh, the Gatorade. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say I think it's kind of like um, like any HBO show. Right, mm-hmm. the uh, the episode before the last is always the most intense. I think that might be what we have on our hands here.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. It's it's a pretty pretty big matchup. Not the highest stakes necessarily, but a pretty big one. Um, the Gatorade have put up the past three weeks 146, 110, and then the whopping hundred fifty six and a half last week. So uh, he's he's been pretty intimidating, and I've been slumping a bit the past couple of weeks, and honestly, have been pretty lucky to get the the wins that I have. But uh, with all my players coming off of a bye next week, I think the Fonts are going to get it, give it everything they got against Diddy Irvine's Gatorade. They've got to pull off the huge W, inch closer to the points crown, and become the guaranteed second playoff spot. I'm taking the Fonts in this one. Diddy, how about I you? Like,
1: I like the tenacity. It looks like Tom's coming in with a full lineup, no byes, but you have the, uh, the advantage of rest on your side. Can't argue with a five-game win streak despite... The Gatorades, three game win streaks. I'm going with the Fonts.
0: Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. Let me mark that down so I don't forget. All right. And then next up, we have the Real Americans versus the Running Fools. So uh, as we already discussed a little bit, this game has pretty huge playoff implications. Uh, And Brian seems dead set on playing spoiler. And he definitely has the squad to maybe pull it off. Randy's three-game losing streak has left him in a bit of a rough spot, but I think they can clinch a playoff spot with a win today or uh, a win this week. Not 100% sure about that, but I think a win would at least guarantee them somewhere in the playoffs. And uh, but in his three-game losing streak, the Americans have uh, the Americans record against the Fools would have been 1 and 2. So it's 1-1 and 2 losses. So this is by no means a cakewalk. Uh, But that being said, looking at the matchups, uh, Randy has Josh Allen and Gabe Davis going against the Lions, who have been pretty shit on defense this year, and on Thanksgiving primetime, I think they're probably going to ball out. And as funny as it would, would be to watch the Running Fools win, and as much as I hope they do win, my brain is telling me to take the real Americans in this one. How about you, Diddy?
1: Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to call this wishful thinking, and probably I want to deviate from you on our picks. I think I picked the same as you last time. So all those factors considered, I, I'm voting for the upset here. I'd like to see Brian pull out a win here. I'd love to see what Randy's team looks like with their backs against the wall. Uh, he's an intense guy, right? I'd like to see him have to bring it to the last game, not just have a cake walk in.
0: Yeah, Ugh, that would be awesome. That would be so funny if he lost this game. I'd be all about it.
1: Yeah, I counted Brian out very early in the season, right? Uh, you know, maybe rightfully so, but here I am with a record that's worse than his. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to vote for the underdog in this one, so I'm going to have to go with the Running Fools.
0: I like it. That's a that's a great pick. I got nothing against it. And then next up, we have the technical fouls versus the one-faced Wonders. Again, another huge game for David. Uh, if he wants to stay in charge of his own destiny, he's pretty much got to win this one. Uh, a lot of people would look at this and say it's a bit of a gimme because the technical fouls have loaned out all their good players and they're you know kind of in tank mode. But the past two weeks, the technical fouls have actually put up more points than the wonders uh, combined. So um, you know the wonders definitely in a bit of a slump with some injuries and buys last week, but it's not gonna you know may not necessarily be an easy win. However, all that being said. I think it would be the choke of the century if David lost this game. So I'm taking the Wonders. I don't have the stones to take the underdog in this one.
1: Yep. I'm going to say that I'm just going to point to the projections here and say the Wonders have my vote.
0: There we go. Awesome. All right. And now to the true game of the week for Power and Vitality versus the Cincinnati Soup Cans. It's another one that, you know, someone on the outside looking in might think it's going to be a cakewalk, but... I'm not so sure because for power and vitality, while they have been much better since their you know four-game losing streak to start the season, the his wins have not all been very dominant. He's gotten a couple uh, lucky performances or lucky matchups with some weak performances, and uh, when going up a, ke- a team, when going up against a team with Lamar Jackson, you just can't be sure. You got to bring your A game, you know, because Lamar could ball out any day of the week. However, again, all that being said, uh, he's got Tua coming off the bye, the Dolphins. He's got Jeff Wilson from the Dolphins, too, also coming off a bye, and he's been on fire the past couple weeks. And I think for pound, Vitality, are unfortunately going to get the W and make things pretty interesting for the playoff picture next week.
1: Yeah, I'm not putting any votes on the soup cans for the remainder of the season. I think we chalk it up. But do you mind telling me what is my current losing
0: streak? Uh, let's see here. You are on a seven-game losing streak.
1: Is that not outrageous?
0: That's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. I
1: I don't know if I've ever seen that. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say every dog has his day, but I don't think Sunday is mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's understandable. Uh, I will say you're the first person to pick against your own team, though, on the pod.
1: Seven-game losing streak, John. Seven-that's <laughs> not... Oh, man, I can't lose five in a row. That is... This is
0: over yeah. territory. man. Yeah. I'm I'm kinda of going through your matchups now. You've had, you've had some decent you know performances. You've had some stinkers too. You've had a couple like sixty point games. Uh but yes it's it's a couple couple of the games it was just a port matchup, but awesome. Well, that's uh I think that's pretty much all I have. Anything else you want to add, Diddy?
1: Um No, no. I, I do wanna say that. Uh, I hope that our planned guest, um, who was going to announce, excuse me, who was going to actually recite the, uh, not, I almost said Declaration of Independence. What were we going to do at the beginning of the show, John?
0: Oh, the, uh, Pledge of Allegiance.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were going to have Simone Biles do that. She could not make it tonight. Um, I was going to step in, but I, may, I might have a little bit of cold like Randy going on. So uh, if somebody could pick up the torch next week and reach out to Simone Biles, that would be great. I'd love nothing more than to have her recite that at the beginning of the show.
0: Yeah. Apologies to, to uh, Simone Biles. Uh, sorry you couldn't make it on. Hope you're feeling better. Also, uh, I think her and Randy were hanging out earlier in the week, and I think they just caught the same bug, unfortunately. So uh, feel better, Simone Biles. Feel better, Randy. And Diddy, thanks for joining us on the pod.
1: Hey, thanks, man. Oh, who's it? No way. Steve Bush is at my door. I'm gonna go get that. No way. That's incredible. Speak of the devil. <laughs> I love it. Hey, thanks for having me, John.
0: All right, I'll see you later, Diddy. We'll
1: see you. Steve, how you doing?
0: <laughs> and that was Matt Diddiano, owner of the Cincinnati Soup Cans. Thanks for hopping on the pod. That's our show for the week. Best of luck to everyone this week, except for Tom. And this has been a super fantasy football show. I'll be back next week. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you in the Froggies.